the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. This is Sarah's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. Driving cross country with two young children is ambitious, to say the least. Then our check engine light came on. We pulled into O'Reilly Auto Parts and they tested it. Turned out it was a faulty sensor. They referred us to a great mechanic just down the street and we were back on the road in no time. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Welcome to Mission Evolution Radio Show with Gwilda Wiaka, bringing together today's leading experts to uncover ever-deepening spiritual truths and the latest scientific developments in support of the evolution of humankind. For more information on Mission Evolution Radio with Gwilda Wiaka, visit www.missionevolution.org. And now, here's the host of Mission Evolution, Miss Gwilda Wiaka. Hello, dear friends, and welcome back to Mission Evolution Radio Show, where we share thoughts with leading experts, uncover expansive and evolutionary truths to support the path to unity and enlightenment. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. This hour, we'll be exploring mutual awakening. One evolutionary challenge many of us face is that of balancing personal evolution with the resulting changes within our current relationships. Sometimes personal transformation can be so radical Formerly close relationships may simply end. Other times, we're given the rare opportunity to evolve and change together. And yet other times, our process pushes some people out of our lives and draws in others, as if some mysterious magnetism were involved. Each situation offers its own unique challenges. How can we tell if those with whom we relate support our path? How do we know if we're in a position to help them on theirs? What tools are useful in undergoing the evolutionary process within a relationship? Or, how can we gracefully and lovingly distance ourselves from associations that are no longer mutually supportive? Our guest this hour has spent much time studying this very topic. Patricia Albier is an internationally known contemporary spiritual teacher and author. She's at ground zero of an evolutionary stream of spiritual awakening, where we learn to go beyond individual psychology and transformation into a new space of mutual awakening. She's the author of Evolutionary Relationships, Unleashing the Power of Mutual Awakening, and the founder and director of the Evolutionary Collective. Her website, evolutionarycollective.com. Patricia, thanks for joining us on Mission Evolution. Thanks for inviting me. I'm glad to be here. How did you become involved with human transformation? <laughs> That's a good question. Um, when I was 18 years old, which was a very long time ago in the 70s, I uh, had a friend who introduced me to Werner Erhardt, who was the founder of the Landmark Forum, and asked. And so I began to work with him before it was asked, before it was anything. I was one of the first 20 people. So I kind of tripped over um, finding a very powerful teacher and spent the next 12 years uh, being on staff and teaching within that framework. Mm, what other educational background do you have in the field of human transformation? Well, 12 years there was kind of like my PhD in, you know, where I worked with about 200,000 people um, leading groups and working with transformation. Um, beyond that, I've studied the Enneagram. I've worked with a Diamond Heart approach, the Ridwan School. And just, you know, I think really, you know, for people who have read um, – What's the book? Malcolm Gladwell uh, spoke in one of his books called Tipping Point, where the 10,000 hours, like if you've done something for 10,000 hours, you become masterful, even if you're maybe not designed to be masterful at the beginning, like the Beatles playing, you know, for four years straight every day. Um, I've had that privilege of working with thousands and thousands of people in groups, um, and I've probably worked more like 60,000 hours. So I think my my teaching ability comes from there. Mm, nothing like experience, right? 
Yeah. And, yeah. and, the, and, and also, you know, between that and then my relationship with something greater, um, you know, between the people and the relationship with, with the divine, um, that kind of handles it. Mm. What exactly is an evolutionary relationship? Yeah, evolutionary relationships. So, you know, later, you know, I taught for almost 30 years before I created the work that I'm teaching now, you know, which I've been teaching for the last 10 years. And what I realized is that, you know, growth and development evolves. So working with people individually, you know, that was very, very exciting, um, you know, 40 something years ago, where, you know, people started to to, you know, do more therapy and do different kinds of breathing modalities and um, the kind of transformational work that we were involved in. That was new. I mean, that was a brand new possibility. You know, now in 2018, there are, you know, millions and millions of people that are not only teaching, but also involved in meditation and yoga and the various kinds of um, mindfulness and, you know, the personal path work that exists at this point. Uh, what happened 10 years ago was evolutionary, evolutionary relationships was I realized that what about if it isn't just all about you, you know, if it isn't just about your personal process or even your personal relationships and wanting them to be a certain way, but if we come together and we begin to inquire into the emergent space between us, that there's a very powerful awakening that can happen. And so I started to work with that. So more like uh, being an organism rather than a, an island uh, and focusing on yourself, kind of like that? Yeah, kind of. You know, I mean, we think, you know, individual, you know, we, I assumed for many years that your individual, becoming enlightened individually or personal, personal salvation or, you know, some kind of individual awakening, that that was the whole game. You know, like that's all there is. You know, the best you, the best it could be is you become a saint. Um, and I realized that with 7.5 billion people and we're headed towards 10 billion, you know, in 2050, that there's a new quality of energy. There's a new quality of love. There's a new kind of consciousness that's actually waiting to be embodied by two or more, which does bring us into being one while enhancing our uniqueness. You know, um, if we're talking about organisms, in a developing fetus, there comes a point in cell division called differentiation, right. where the cells designed to be part of different organs develop according to task and group together. Are we currently going through something like this as a species? Um, I wish we were. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, the the piece that's missing in our, I mean, what what we're seeing a lot has to do with the fact that things are breaking down, that our hyper-individuation and divisiveness and that everyone has their own reality is, is literally, you know, showing us how utterly unworkable that is in life. I'm hearing some squeaking. I'm just, I don't know if everybody okay. else is, but yeah. Um, but anyway, so what I want to say is that what we have to discover as human beings is how do we actually turn towards each other? There's something called characteristic energy that unites two cells come together and they have to share a very particular energy for them to unite. They can't just share anything. Otherwise they remain separate. It's the same thing for human beings. So part of what we discovered is what is the characteristic energy that must be shared so that we actually do, whoop, you know, like come together and some kind of bond and unity is formed. Mostly when people just share with each other, even if you tell someone your deepest wound or, you know, you're communicating your hopes and dreams, we listen to each other, but we're still separate at the end. It doesn't necessarily bring you into that kind of unification. And so part of what I'm teaching is how do you, what is the particular way that one shares so that, that that magic occurs, you know, that something happens where you actually are inside each other. Is it more empathic? It's sort of the ultimate empathic because you actually are inside and with the other. You feel them as yourself. So what happens to individualization when that goes on? 
uh, when that happens, actually the particularity that you are is enhanced, is enhanced. How does that work? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me how that works. <laughs> That's a good question. Um, so the way that, so, so first of all, it depends on who is connecting, right? So normally we connect on a gross or subtle level, gross meaning more physical, you know, like you're identified with your body, you're identified with the way your body feels, you know, what you look like, you know, there's a more sort of superficial, dense, materialistic sense of self, right? Okay. And some teachings teach you how to breathe and be embodied and, you know, kind of know how you feel and, and what's happening. That you can't, you can't have this level of connection from there. The next level of teaching usually is subtle. So there's a, tons of work that has to do with subtle, somatic, um, you know, what are your feelings? What kind of energies are there? What kind of subtle energies? How are you thinking? You know, what kind of assumptions, beliefs? You still can't connect from there. So if you're in your subtle body and or your gross level body and you're talking with me and being with me and we share with each other, we will not become unified. We might feel close. We might have a, a deeper empathic sense of self of each other. But I'm still going to be over here sensing and listening to you. Where we take the work is on the causal dimension, which is easily found, quite interestingly. And I call it the origination point. And the origination point is this opening that you are. It's like this nothingness that you are that feels more particular and more like home than anything else. And when you are with another person coming from there and connecting with that place in them, the causal dimension is formless. And so within the formless, it's like two fragrances can come together and mix. Well, it looks like we're going to have to take a quick break and pick up on the origination point just on the yeah. other side okay. um, of this commercial break. Patricia and I will return shortly, so don't you go away. You're listening to the Mission Evolution Radio Show, coming to you through the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, sci-fi, and horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today.
Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Welcome back. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. To stay abreast of all the wonderful information and tools we have to offer, visit our website, missionevolution.org. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka, and our guest this hour is Patricia Albier. Her website, evolutionarycollective.com. Patricia, we were just getting into something when um, the break <laughs> came along, and that was um, Origination Point. Is that what you were calling it? Yes. Yeah. Yes, so, which, which go into that a little more for us, So please. we're talking about like in that two becoming one. If you come from that origination point, which is, as I said, this kind of nothingness that is particular to you. Like if you look into the eyes of your lover, you know, somebody who you really know sees you. They see you at the deepest place where you feel recognized. It's like when, you, when you're seen there, you're like, Oh, yes. You know, like I, I literally have been seen. Um, we teach people, how do you connect with that deepest place, which is the origination point, when those two places see each other, the unification happens. And there is, instead of a loss of a sense of individuation, you feel like you are more yourself than you've ever been. And you feel seen in a way that, that you wonder if you've been seen before, do you know what I mean? It's, it's not our usual way of seeing each other. And so when, you know, I, I led a evening with about a hundred people in San Francisco on Saturday night, and we had about, I don't know, 30 or 40 new people came to, to join in the, the, with the people that I was teaching. And it's unbelievable. Like when you point people accurately to this place, and you give them the right instructions, and then they turn and they're with someone, even if it's just two minutes, the whole space is different. It opens up something that's more profound between people than if I share with you my deepest secret or, you know, something that I've accomplished or, you know, whatever it is that we share with people. Um, and then the whole room you can feel starts to go into a space of more unification. I call it like slipping under the barbed wire of separation. You know, we kind of climb under the fence together <laughs> and you can so feel it. Yeah. You can actually sense that there's an entirely different world there than even empathic, compassionate listening. You're still separate. So is it like, um, uh, it's a connection, a heart connection versus a mind connection? No, it's, it's way, you know, you can do that in your subtle energies kind of teaching you know, teach people how to, you know, I've worked with the Enneagram, teach from the, you know, the belly, the heart, the mind, the upper mind, you know, the higher heart. It's not that. It's actually deeper. The causal dimension, the more invisible realm, is harder to work with. You know, it's harder to explain, but when you're in it, it has, you know, a hundred times the power. So when you're and talking about causal, are you talking, causal, are you talking about like quantum level stuff? In a way, you know, but in the yeah, consciousness. I'm trying to wrap my head around it here. Yeah, yeah, I know. But in the consciousness domain. So, you know, they say, you know, this our, our beloved scientists say that, you know, that only 4% of the universe, you know, everything we're paying attention to is like 4% exists. So where's the other 96%? How do we get at it? You know, how do we get access to the realm of existence that's actually causing everything. 
And so this is, you know, this is one of the, that's, that's what I, my work is about is how do you together start to explore that deeper realm? And it's actually, it sounds woo woo, or I don't know how it sounds to people, but when you do it, it feels like home. You feel like, oh, this is the way it's supposed to be, you know, in the way that I move into life and with others. So what are some of the steps to get there? Maybe that'll help. Um, let's see. That's fine. Well, right now, let's just you and I do it, okay? Let's, let's okay. see if it works. <laughs> um, so right now, you could you can sense yourself, and people that are listening can do this, right? So if, you, you know, if you're sitting somewhere, you can sense yourself first somatically or physically. So if I asked you, how do you, what are you experiencing if you're just sensing into yourself physically? What would you say? You know, what are you experiencing right now? Well, if I, if I turn inward, I go outward. It's kind of a weird thing. I start sensing the trees out there and the, the sun and I go outward. It's, it's, like, okay, it's weird. Yeah. yeah. Right. And you sense, and, and what are you experiencing with your body? Kind of still. Okay. All right. So now take it one step further sense into the subtle energies, which would be energy, subtle feelings, thoughts. What can you capture there? If you just kind of go, what's just here right now? Okay. Well, then I start picking up my dog sleeping and my cat in the sun. Okay. They're in the other room. Mm -hmm. So that's more still in the physical dimension? I would assume. Yeah. No, no, no. But what about energetically? Energetically or emotionally? How do you feel right now? Expansive, kind of neutral. Yeah. Yeah, and relatively quiet, right? Yeah, very still. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now, just close your eyes and just kind of like lean back further. Like if you were just a space, like an opening, like, like who you were was this wormhole, you know, this opening from the universe coming into your life. So it's just spacious. And coming from there, you're sensing me there. So even though we're on Skype, you know, we can't see each other, you're just kind of like going, sensing into my existence from that kind of spaciousness that I am. Okay, with your permission. Yeah, you have my permission. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And now, what, now what's your experience? So right now, when you're sensing into yourself there and me, like how, do, how does that shifted your... It's very in interesting. It? It's like I'm still here, but I'm in bold relief because there's something else to compare it to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also, we're, we just got closer. You can feel it. Like there's more intimacy kind of mm-hmm. in the space. And, and we're both kind of a little bit in that still place of like, and then what? You know, we're both listening kind of in a way. You know, we're, we're both like paying attention together. And there's more closeness. So that's the beginning of the origination point. All of a sudden there's, there's a different quality of consciousness that we're sharing. We're more inside together. It would be a really nice place to come from in negotiations or trying to understand things, wouldn't it? Yeah. It's actually the more we I, – I teach – a half hour practice um, called mutual awakening, which takes two people through a process where they just are so in a different place by the end together. You know, it's pretty extraordinary. Um, but it's a practice, just like if you learned how to meditate or you were doing yoga. And now, what occurs to me is like this is, um, um, you know, there's a lot of the indigenous people that have ceremony that they do before negotiations, like the peace pipe, there's various things. And I'm wondering if this isn't where they end up going. I don't know. I mean, I haven't, I haven't taken a lot of time to study or work with indigenous people. Um, I do know that from a, a integral perspective, you know, if you look at different cultural levels of development, they're usually, they have an incredible oneness and they have an incredible sensitivity to nature and everything, but it has a very different quality than what I'm pointing to because their sense of individuation has never been highly developed. Ours has. 
Right. It's like we got separated, and so we have a longer way to come back together. Well, no, it's actually a new place where we go because evolution is moving us now from this extraordinary individuation. I mean, we have really developed in the last 10,000 years. I mean, people really, really are individuals. I mean, think about, you know, a couple thousand years ago, people were slaves and they didn't have any rights. And, you know, there was a very different quality of being a human being. Now there's an incredible level of individuation, but now we have to go beyond that. We have to actually take all of that beautiful development and then begin to lean into how do we now come together and really move beyond it and highlight it. Because, you know, as you know, you know, everybody I'm sure you come across wants to live their lives from the highest place they can. They want to live their higher purpose. They want to you know, love and do their families and make a contribution to the world. So, you know, there's more of that. You know, I, I don't think people in the Middle Ages were that worried about that. You know, I think that's a little bit different these days. So this kind of work takes that and begins to bring us together so that we can, in fact, do that. You know, being so, on your own and making it all happen yourself and working in your journal is not it in the end. But doesn't all that personal work get you to a place that you're prepared to uh, take yes, another step? Absolutely. I mean, it's absolutely been, it's essential and will continue to be. But there's also, um, cool that there's, there's a point where there's many of us that need to keep going now. Because otherwise it becomes like a narcissistic swamp. There's a point where it's really important to wake up and to try to pay attention and to try to heal and work. And then you start to get to the upper edges of that and you must keep going or it just becomes too narcissistic. Have you, you ever felt that? No, like get over yourself already. What else is going yeah, on out there? it's kind of like there, your right? process. And, you know, it's yeah. like after a while you get bored with yourself. You're kind of like, oh, who cares? Well, we're going to have to take a, a, take a short pause. Uh, Patricia and I will return to that discussion on the other side of this break. So you stay right there. This is Mission Evolution Radio Show. We're coming to you on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond. You're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, Founder, President of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. 
Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God, and finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Welcome back. This is Mission Evolution Radio Show, bringing leading-edge information, supporting the path to enlightenment. Don't miss all the wonderful things we have to offer on our website, missionevolution.org. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiyaka, and we're speaking with Patricia Albier. Her website, evolutionarycollective.com. So, Patricia, how can we tell <laughs> when we've worked <laughs> on ourselves enough and it's time to take that next step in, into uh, merging with other? Um... Here, so these are these are some of the, the the telltale points. So number one, you don't feel as inspired. So part of you is less inspired about working on yourself, taking another course, getting certified. You know, there's something you, you start to lose a certain um, zeal for that. So that's one thing. There's also a feeling of being like almost lonely. Like there's a longing. Not that you don't have people in your life, but there's a longing for where are the others where I can, like something else can happen. Like you get tired of just talking about your process or, you know, where things are going. Like there's some longing for something more. Like you want to be with other human beings, but you're not sure what it is that you want, but you want something more. So, and you, and you don't have to be perfect. Let me just say this other thing. Cause I, cause it's, you know how there's good enough mothering you know, that if you're a good enough mother, actually, that's sufficient to raise your children. You don't have to be a perfect mother. Thank God. Right. Right. Because none of us are. Um, it's the same thing with this. You're like good enough awake. You're not perfect. You're not you haven't you know healed everything in your life by any means, but you're good enough awake. That's when you know it's time, you know, I mean, mostly why people don't do it is because what I'm presenting is so new is most people haven't heard that there's something other than your personal project. You know, usually we are our own personal project. You know, there's the Patricia project and there's something beyond the Patricia project. And that's a relief for a lot of people. Some people just think, you know, when I say that it's annoying, but there are people that just go, really? Ah, oh, thank God. <laughs> tell me, tell me what else, you know, where else I can focus and where else I can, how can I grow and do like, what's next? You're looking for the next paradigm. Do you think there's something going on right at this particular time in history that's supporting this more than times in the past? Yes. I, I believe that because of this incredible accomplishment of individuation that we have and all of the spiritual work that we've done and all the rest of it. And the fact that there are 7.5 billion people that we have come to the end of the last, like, it's actually a, a, an axial period. It's an epoch. It's not just a paradigm shift. The whole movement of in, individual enlightenment, individual growth and development, individual accomplishment learning through understanding, learning through more knowledge, right? Science, religion, philosophy, all of that stuff, which is also more masculine. You know, this has been a much more masculine dominated, you know, 10,000 years. 
Um, I don't think we're moving necessarily into the feminine. I think there's an era that is going to be based more on how we come together and how we evolve together and what's possible there and how the power of love, not just, you know, sort of romantic love or sentimental love, but what is the force of love that's, you know, that's bringing everything together? How do we understand it? How do we access it? How does that bring the kind of inspiration to bring into the world the things that we need? How do we so sensitize ourselves of being so inside and with each other that do unto others is not even a problem? Because I don't have to tell myself not to shoot myself in the foot, right? Because it's my foot and I can feel it. But somebody else, if I don't feel the other as myself, I have to remind myself to treat them well because it's not in my nervous system. I don't, I don't sense what happens when I, my words or my energy or my way of being has an effect. So there's a new consciousness that I believe that we're at the dawn of that will be awakening for the next few thousand years. Do you think this is a cyclic thing? Like we've been here before, just not so long ago that it's not in recorded history. No, I actually don't. I think evolution is real. I mean, I think evolution is that we actually are now being pulled towards the future, not towards like a sort of up-level thing of the past. Um, Tehard, do you know Tehard de Chardin? You're familiar with mm-hmm. the Jesuit priest who, you know, pointed a lot to this. What I feel is we've moved evolutionarily from being animals to this in-between kind of human that's part animal and part divine. You know, we're always working to try to pull from our instinctual nature, you know, the things that drive us to be, you know, more dense um, and for life to be more difficult. I feel like in this next era, the divinity part, you know, the, the part of us that is, has more divinity naturally is now the gravity that's beginning to pull us. And, and it's that's going to that be easier. That's that magnetism we're starting to see that repels some and pulls others together. Yeah, definitely. And it's not, I mean, you, it's almost like what you need space for is to find your divinity within yourself, not just your shame and your pain. You know, there's a point where, yes, we have pain. Of course we do, and we're human. But there's almost like, how do we make space for and how do we discover the, the goodness and the divinity? Like, how do, we, how do we support that to come through? And, and, and these days, right, especially, you know, the lack of character, the lack of, you know, courage and strength and moral fiber and truth is just horrendous you know that we're being you know reality tv shows are bad enough but now we're living one with you know unseemly characters and and it's just horrible i mean it's like really showing us that if we don't find a way to bring through you know the divinity that we actually do have as well um you know we're not headed in a good direction at all don't you think this chaos that we're experiencing though is part of things falling apart so we can bring them together in a new configuration? It is, but I also, I, this is what I've seen in having worked with tens of thousands of people. You know, we always think pain is going to drive us forward. And it, it, it doesn't fully, you know, so yes, things do have to fall apart. But if a whole lot of us don't find the way to come together consciously without being driven by you know, a nuclear holocaust. We really aren't going to evolve. Evolution is happening in human consciousness these days. It's not happening on, you know, new creatures. In fact, we're destroying, you know, whole populations of species. So it's really, and and unfortunately too, kind of, um, if we don't choose to evolve, if we don't find a way to keep evolving together with consciousness, Evolution will not happen. It's so not, you feel it's not that, inevitable. You feel that the evolution is a human evolution, not just of, of things in general. Well, the problem is we're affecting everything. Yes, of course. You know, I mean, nature and our beautiful animals and, and you know, fish and everything. 
they're actually at this point, unfortunately, depending on us because we're the ones that are ruining things for them. We're the ones that need to get our stuff together, right? No kidding. You know, so we, we need to, our consciousness evolving and becoming not only one with each other, but one with this, with this world, this biosphere that we live in, um, evolution is happening with us. So how can the differentiation process help us work together as a whole? It almost seems like an oxymoron, doesn't it? It does if it's ego differentiation. So you becoming more, more yourself like an identity is not the kind of differentiation we need. It's what I said with the origination point. We need to discover the exquisite uniqueness that is innate and to see that within each other and to support that. So Otherwise, we do- we're absorbed by other people's egos. See, when you see the person's in origination point, there's a mutual empowerment when someone's ego is differentiated, what they do is they try to subsume you. They try to convince you of their perspectives. They want you to support them. You know, they, they start like, like their ego wants to almost absorb others. And that's, that's the kind of individuation that we need to um, not be empowering at this point. Well, that's kind of like the old format that in order for me to succeed, I have to take it away from you. Yeah, and being competitive is obviously an old. But in talk. this other way, you're in this other way you're talking about. It sounds more like if you if you're standing in your true nature, you become like puzzle pieces that automatically fit together. Yeah, but you have to have access to it. Like people know that stuff, but how do you how do you slip under and experience that connection? You know, that's that's what I'm committed to. That's what we've. You know, what do they use it, you know, in, in, in uh, computer terms? We've hacked into that. So we know how to get into that consciousness. And I, I do think that that's, at this point, I think more important than even just meditating. Because meditating, you close your eyes and you're within your own inner consciousness. I mean, it's helpful, but it isn't uniting us. So we're working more towards, with this, more towards a unity consciousness. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. And we need to do it with our eyes open. <laughs> See what's coming at us before it hits us, right? Well, to be together. We need to take another quick break. Patricia and I will be back shortly, so don't you leave us now. This is Mission Evolution Radio Show on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xedbn.net. You stay there. heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simo TV. Simo TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. 
Razor of Madness Exposé Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades, there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love my novel, From Out of the Woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings. Slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, the house fights back. Former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. The apparitions come to him when he touches old books, reads hidden letters, rummages through old boxes, finds a locket or reads a discovered manuscript of a murder mystery. From Out of the Woodwork will take you from 1899 to the horror of the World Trade Center, September 11, 2001. Check out From Out of the Woodwork on my website, www.williamspeckham.com. Welcome back. This is the Mission Evolution Radio Show, bringing together gifted people of service to the world. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiyaka. I always love to hear from my listeners. You can email me at info at missionevolution.org and suggest a topic or guest that's on your mind. I'm sure we'll all enjoy them. Speaking of as people of gifts to the world, our special guest is Patricia Elbeer. Her website, evolutionarycollective.com. Patricia, I'd like to go backwards just a little bit to where we started, and that is, you know, we're all in relationships, and we're, if we're getting ready to become more introspective, you know, if, even if we're beginning to understand ourselves and be in that narcissistic place, yeah. or if we're getting ready to merge with other, it starts to put a lot of pressure on our relationships. How do we deal with that? Hmm. I mean, that's a little bit of a different question. Um, Depends. I mean, it depends on how the other person is responding. You know, I mean, when you start a relationship, you usually start it from a certain kind of agreement of who you are and what you want and what kind of path you're on together. If you change paths, you kind of have to communicate that to the person in a way that either they can be supportive or join you. But if they're actively against, you know, where you want to go and what you feel is now important, that's going to make your relationship very difficult. How can you tell when it's kind of like time to, to make another decision? I mean, that's, a, you know, I mean, you have to do that with a therapist. I mean, that's a very big question. You know, there are a lot of different subtle factors that would be important. And also, you know, how you've approached it, you know, whether or not you're just trying to make the person wrong, you really are trying to include them, you know, there, there are too many other factors. So it sounds like you need to weave back and forth between the um, uh, self-introspection and the more unified uh, way of looking at things in order to tell where you are with other. Well, I mean, this isn't, none of that is my teaching. I mean, I think if you work with a relationships therapist, you know, they'll be teaching you how to be separate and to get along you know there's all kinds of ways of working with that you know if you're a marriage counselor um in the evolutionary relationships book um that they can also download the first three chapters for free at evolutionarycollective.com you know they're more than welcome to do that is really it's a different order of being related so you know, if you look at Maslow's hierarchy, you know, you can be related on a very basic level, you know, kind of getting your needs met, being feeling safe, having a sense of belonging with each other. Um, you know, that's kind of primary. And then you can keep going up to being actualized and supporting each other's careers and different things. You know, where I'm pointing to has to do with sort of at the top of the arc, which has to do with transcenders. And there are people who become interested in higher consciousness and what kinds of possibilities there are as far as love, you know, as far as being together, it's more than just going shopping at Kmart, you know, and trying to get stuff for the weekend. It includes that, you know, it includes all the 
negotiations of relationship, but it's people that are curious about something more. That would be an evolutionary relationship. So what tools are useful in undergoing the evolutionary process within a current relationship? Do you offer some of those? I do. I mean, I think the biggest and most important one is to learn how to do the mutual awakening practice together. So if you can practice that together, like a half hour, once a week, a couple of times a week, it will transform your relationship. Absolutely. do you find that people kind of have crises along that way? Like they think they're out of ego, but stuff bubbles to the surface because of that interaction? Um, I think that the, the power of the practice takes you into that deep place of connection continuously. You know, the place where you fell in love with them. Because we forget who's over there. You know, we get mad at them and, you know, we have like different things. Uh, I think it keeps bringing that to the fore And from the depth of connection, I think it's actually easier to navigate those filters that come in that keep us from really being related to each other. Are those projections, do you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, most people's relationships are 90% projection anyway. It's rare that we make full contact with each other. So how do evolutionary relationships differ from the ones uh, most of us presently share? That's what I said before, you know, like the normal relationships are usually on Maslow. It's more, you know, you're together to belong, to have a sense of belonging, to feel safe, to feel secure, you know, to get your needs met, right? Mm-hmm. Or you're together because it empowers each of you in your, you know, success in the world. Those are more normal at the higher levels uh, beyond actualization into transcenders. You're together to include all those things, but you're together to discover as human beings. I mean, you're on the planet, maybe, you know, maybe you're here a lot of times, but you're here now to see what's possible in the dimension of consciousness, of love, of real contact with each other. Like you actually want something more than just surviving together. So the way we're talking here, it might sound like we're talking mostly about couples, but we're talking communities as well, aren't we? Yeah, definitely. It depends on, you could have a, you know, a friend, who there's something more than just, you know, getting your nails done together or, you know, having conversations about your work. It's the desire to be related from a deeper place. And not everybody has it. You know, a lot of the people that are listening would probably be like, you know, they probably already like stop listening. But there are people where there's a longing. There's something more. They know there's something powerful that can happen between us, and most of the time we don't find it. So that's what I'm pointing to. It's, it would occur to me that if, if we have people together like the think tank or people that are, have a goal in common, that right. being able to employ this could, could have a profound effect. What do you definitely. suppose happens there? Yeah, definitely. Also, I mean, if you think about it, like, like sports teams, when they come together in a certain way, they become an organism. You can feel it. It's like, woo, you know, all of a sudden they're functioning as one. Navy SEALs, you know, what it takes to be a Navy SEAL, they do a whole bunch of stuff, is that there's a moment they call turning on the switch where all of a sudden all of them start functioning as one. And they have to be able to do that in the very dangerous situations that they take on. So I'm teaching that without having to have a Navy SEAL project or being on a sports team. I'm teaching how do you access that oneness, that flipping the switch into a different kind of consciousness with others. So, so what yeah, is, it's useful. It's useful in organizations too. Uh, yeah, I can imagine. So what is the collective consciousness exactly? Collective consciousness would be paying attention to what is the consciousness of more than just you? So, you know, moving out of your own self-involved bubble of, you know, what you're paying attention to about yourself and your thinking and whatever, and start feeling into like what's happening in the room if you have a lot of people there. You use a term that I, kind of, I like. It's, it's uh, the internet. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's part of it is, you know, being... Having telepathic, intuitive, psychic, you know, that is so normal 
if you practice this kind of consciousness, your consciousness becomes more porous. And your ability to sense into people and to read things is, you know, the internet. You can feel people far away. They talk about that in quantum physics. It's called entanglement. I mean, I can sense into people kind of wherever. Um, and that is an unusual, well, it is unusual, but it's normal. I mean, if you give people, if people practice mutual awakening, they begin to develop that kind of consciousness as normal. So is it something that's always there? It's just a matter of where we're focusing, how we learn to focus? No, and it's development. It's also, you know, I mean, the first time you do yoga, you can't always do the poses as well as, you know, three years later. It's like anything. You have to, you have to focus and develop the capacity for something. It's there, but it has to be developed. Right. So what I was saying is, is that interconnectedness always available, but we have to learn how to, to access it. Yes. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. You say the inter internet is necessary to navigate the new world. What do you mean by the new world? Well, like I said, I, I think the last 10,000 years is ending, you know, of individual accomplishment, personal salvation, individual enlightenment, individual development, you know, me, 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 my, you know, and power that we're actually moving into a very different um phase of human existence on the planet it's a different mode of evolution you know bruce lipton who's a biologist speaks of it you know lynn mctaggart who wrote the bond you know there are scientists that are pointing to you know the we are like these individual cells and with these many billions of people it's appropriate for consciousness wise for us to begin to learn how to actually come into contact in a way that we start to live inside of a quality of also not feeling alone. I mean, if you ask anybody, if anybody asks themselves, like, we just think it's normal that we're all on our own all the time. We're doing our own work. We're doing our own process. We live alone. We, know, we die alone. And I don't think as, that's... As always, Patricia, true. time has flown. I love talking to you. But now we're out of time. Okay, so thank you. So, thank, you. thank you so much for coming on the show. You're welcome. Our guest this hour has been the author of Evolutionary Relationships, Unleashing the Power of Mutual Awakening, and the founder and director of the Evolutionary Collective, Patricia Albier. Her website, evolutionarycollective.com. Remember to join our email family to stay abreast of all the exciting new things we have coming up at missionevolution.org. This has been Mission Evolution Radio Show with Gwilda Wiecka on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Join us next time as the mission continues, bringing information, resources, and support to an evolving world. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Are you or is someone you know struggling with addictions, depression, anxiety, relationships, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, grief, success, and prosperity? Do you know that your subconscious belief plays a big role in the outcome of your hard work? We can help you permanently change the beliefs that may be the reason for your struggles and failures. We care about getting you the return on your investment and the results you are looking for. 
We can help you be free of the limitations of your past and in realizing your highest potential. We work with people by phone and Skype. For more information, visit us at www.ritasoman.com. That's www.ritasoman.com. Do you think you have energy problems in your home? Do you feel better when you're away than when you're home? Joey Korn is a global leader in the world of dowsing who specializes in personal energy clearing and space clearing. He can help you create an ideal energy environment in your home no matter where you live in the world. Learn about his remote spiritual house cleaning services and much more at www.dowsers.com. You can get Joey's book, Dowsing, A Path to Enlightenment, as well as other dowsing books and tools, Kabbalah books, and Walter Russell books. Joey's work is really amazing. Go to dowsers.com right now. That's D-O-W-S-E-R-S dot com or call 1-877-DOWSING. That's 1-877-369-7464.